0: Well, here we are again, friends. We're doing this. Uh, we're doing this again <laughs> here on Chuck True. The DC United we're super excited about. Um, we are I, super excited. I can't wait to talk to Dave um, and and, uh, and really get his thoughts not only on, on the game, but, but on the direction of this team as a whole because, well, it it almost felt to me like the microcosm of an entire season tonight. I, the first and, – and honestly, we went through – the first 10 minutes, which were, were Phenomenal. awesome. I mean, we, they were so good. We could yeah. have been up 2-0. Uh, like. Again. Again, yeah. No, that, that seems like how it's been going for this team. And then it, right after that, um, things started to come off a little bit. We fell behind on, on just a, a poor, poor play. Well, um, I think
1: the, the rain delay, it's not...
0: Well, we were down 1-0 no going into the rain, rain yeah, delay. Yeah, so, I mean, the the Flores giveaway and, and Hamid... I
1: think I blocked it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> guys, times are tough. I, w- where are you all at right now?
2: I, I'm Mr. Rainbows and Butterflies. <laughs> I told you guys all week. Uh, apparently, I went a little bit hard last week, probably because I saw this stuff coming. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, look, I'm I'm just positive. I thought good things happened in today's game. I didn't expect a win because I've watched this team through the games they've played so far, but uh, I saw some positive things tonight, and that's what I'm going to focus on for the rest of the season. Unfortunately,
1: we'll see when that happens. But I, I, I mean, again, I'm always positive. I don't have to announce it, but I think that what's hard for me is like there are things to build off of, and like even analysts throughout MLS, they watch this team and they're like, this is not a bad team on paper, and like this is not a team that should only have one se- one win this season on paper. So it's frustrating to watch, and you saw those moments of magic. I mean. Kevin Pradez almost put one in in, like, the first minute. I I thought he was going to... It's little things like that that just, like, don't go our way, which is obviously, like, something that the team is doing wrong because they all don't go our way, but it's just, like, so frustrating.
0: Well, I I was just going to say, on on Kevin, in in the first minute, I think I looked at Sam when that happened, and I was like, I was going to run my happy ass down to howdy <laughs> field and be score- and be cheering right outside yeah. if kevin would have scored that goal because, it was a great ball in uh, just yeah. a little bit behind him uh and it uh, wasn't his only chance on the night it was
2: no. a couple uh it, it looks like he's a little raw he could use a little bit more time he's like Kid 17,
1: 17 yeah. At, yeah.
2: Go, I <laughs> no no no, no. At, at game speed taking those shots because it's different in practice and then you get out there in the game where it really matters and suddenly there's a ball that's a little bit behind you that's not perfect like it is in practice or or the ball comes to your chest instead of your foot or your head and and
3: and we'll get into it more later but you know to your point sam about having several opportunities of magic where you could have something great happen that's great and having opportunities is you know it's a game of numbers trying to create opportunities and, and opportunities lead to goals and that happens but there's still too few opportunities you know, after this first 10 minutes we expected DC was really going to be on the front foot having lots of shots having opportunities throughout the game. coming down the stretch though you know New England was out shooting DC United really until the game shifted and we were a man up and really trying to press to get that equalizer. It just wasn't a full 90 minutes of offensive football that we were expecting.
1: Yeah, which is also frustrating because at the 90th minute, you know, we went down to two defenders. Nigwa Ean comes on, who can obviously like score in those moments and create brilliance out of nothing. So I, I wish we had gone for it a lot earlier.
0: Yeah, the stats on Twitter uh, are not great. If you're on Twitter and you're listening to us live, I would recommend that you guys uh, continue on this feed and not really scroll through your DC United feeds because Jack is letting us know this is the first time the uh, New England Revolution have won at DC United for the first time since 2013. And, well, generally we don't want comparisons to that year unless we're talking about the Open Cup, right? Um, But similarly, and uh, similarly uh, ugly, we're seeing just even worse stats here. This is the first time the Revs have scored multiple goals in an MLS game uh, since uh, about a year ago in a two-zero win against NYCFC. So, and, and that that to me is a bit tough to hear because these United have played well defensively um, most of this season. I, I didn't exp- I, I didn't see two goals conceded at home tonight. I I think that's a sign of the times. The Revs are getting
2: better. Uh, they- it a, man, it hurts to say because DC United was also linked to Bruce Arena around the same time, uh, but
1: which was like, shocking. I shocking. mean, did you want to bring Bob in Mara. Bruce Arena
2: though, uh, if it means reliving those glories. I mean, the banners have years from when he was coach. Um, I would have taken it in the Revs. So I've gotten the US said that too, and significantly right. better. Mart, Mart, I mean, Mart, that's kind of my opinion about <laughs> <Bruce> <laughs> Arena as well. Oh man, and this analogy is Alston Klinsman. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Oh um, boy. Anyways, anyways, uh, Arena's got them coming up uh, and so I, I think DC United were really
0: good except for those two chances tonight. Well, he's he's got them coming up and and of course, he obviously was suspended tonight which caught all of us off guard. Uh the the Arena suspension, uh, Richie Williams former DC United great and an inaugural coach in Loudoun United history um, was, was on the sidelines. in Outfield. Uh familiar digs for him. He spent a lot of time there uh, with, with Loudoun for, for a couple of, a couple of games last season. Um, and, and by the way, just in, in just a few minutes, we are expecting, um, as usual, to cut live to uh, head coach Ben Olson's press conference, as well as Steve Burnbaum will be joining uh, the media here. So that's the the media availability we're expecting tonight, and we'll cut there as soon as those guys are available. It looks like we're just awaiting Ben coming to the podium. But if you're listening. Live right now on, on Twitter, on YouTube. Um, we definitely want to know your thoughts uh, on, on tonight's game, on the state of the team, kind of where we go from here. Four games left on the schedule as it stands today, and of course, a lot more to be announced. But you can join the conversation by using the hashtag tried and true DCU uh, or jumping in the YouTube live chat. And after the press conferences, we will open up the call in line. But for now, it looks like uh, head coach Ben Olson is at the podium um, looking for uh, some. An indication that he's ready to go, uh, and we'll cut live to head coach Ben Olsen's press conference here uh, on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast, presented by Heineken.
4: I'd say the, the the set piece is um, not good enough, right? You know, it's uncharacteristic of us, and uh, they're a big team. Uh, they're it's they're definitely dangerous on set pieces. So uh, if you're not uh, really uh super dialed in and, and uh you're not perfect in those they can they can catch you so they they caught that uh they caught us on that, and the other one's soft uh, It's pretty simple so we you know shot ourselves in the foot a little bit from uh from a conceding standpoint and then uh we have plenty of chances throughout that game uh, to uh, uh, certainly get something out of the game, if not win the game. Uh, the first 15 minutes, again, plenty of chances, just, uh, you know, uh, again, a little bit of the same story of not being able to see uh, see the play out. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep going. The, the reality is uh, from a soccer side, from a tactical side, uh, f- from a identifying who we are standpoint, that's getting better every game it's getting better and um but we are what needs to you know kind of be enhanced right now is our ability to win uh and and, and be winners and uh so making the plays that matter uh, on both ends uh whether it's you know again, seeing out some plays and and making the plays or dealing with uh, uh you know again set pieces in this scenario and and, and uh, the the poor early goal, but overall some some really good performances, and I was happy with uh, pushing the, the 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 structure that we were in. It, it uh, I, I think we had a a, a better idea of how to attack, and the personnel uh, we had on the field uh, for the most part had had good performances. It's unlucky again. Russ uh, I thought was uh, very very sharp early, and then he goes down. Uh, and then, then we we give up that goal, and then we have the the lightning break. So it was definitely a fractured game, but there there was enough out there to get something out of it. Great. We'll go to Pablo next. Pablo, go ahead. Hey
5: Ben, uh, what can you what can you tell us specifically about Russ and uh, Edison as far as their injuries go?
4: Yeah, I, I don't see either of them being able to turn around. And be in Philly. Uh, uh seems like a hamstring on Russ <clears throat> and Edison uh, di- didn't. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Edison didn't didn't look good. So we, we were. Uh, um, our thoughts are certainly with him, and and hopefully he uh, he didn't get his bell rung uh, too hard. We'll go to Emily Olson next. Emily, go ahead.
5: Hi, Ben. Speaking about
1: uh, Russell, he is a different player, obviously, than Bryant. How much did having to take him out of that back three and put Bryant in uh, change the game defensively
6: for you?
4: Well, they're, they, they're different profile players and uh, they have different characteristics. And for this game, we wanted to go with uh, uh, Russ's skill set back there and some, uh, some of his passing ability and, and uh, joining the attack and uh again it was it was uh I felt pretty sharp when he was in there and but you know you have to adjust and uh again, it was bad timing, but that those are those are the breaks and then I actually thought Edison right before he got uh hit he was starting to starting to cook and it was nice to see um him on the uh, uh moving and shaking out there and and creating plays and adding into the attack and and Setting players up in advanced positions to get service, and so I, I thought he actually had a pretty pretty good day. And uh, it, uh, that that's going to probably uh, he's not going to probably be available here for a game or two. But um, overall, yeah, it was a it was a choppy night in that way. We'll take one more question. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Jason, go ahead. Uh, hi, Ben. Um... It looked like after
0: a, a pretty good start, there you had the stoppage with canals uh, going down, getting treatment, um, and from there it seemed like maybe the team lost their way a little bit. Was there anything in that, or was it just a, a tactical thing, a mental thing? What what occurred
4: towards the end of the first half? Uh, I don't know, Jason. I mean, it, it, the the it, it was they had two two good attacks there. That um, they they had some possession. Um I think if you run the film back it wasn't as, as good as you thought. Uh we fouled up a play for their goal, right? And um uh and then we, we we uh gave up a set piece. And there was again one or two little structural mistakes that our players made. Uh that uh, they ended up getting, you know, a, a chance or two, uh bows where he comes inside and gets a strike. Uh the one where we, you know, give him the ball and uh, I think on a better day, Bill Bill makes that save. Uh, and then they have the one service in behind where they get behind Mora. But uh, it, I don't think it was as much as you, you thought as far as being dangerous. But, yeah, they had some possession there. But they're a good team. You, know, you don't, don't just step on the field and dominate uh, uh, teams for 90 minutes. There's ebbs and flows of the game. And it, 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 there's no reason sometimes. So, And then the second half, I thought, you know we were the better team uh obviously we're chasing the game and we're down but uh overall if i take that game uh you know uh it was a it was a pretty good performance and, and enough chances to win it but we we got to find it's we got to find ways in both ends to um uh, uh start start getting wins ben thanks for your time
0: we're live here on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken, and we're expecting to hear from Steven Birnbaum here any second here on the uh, on the post-game press conference. Um, frustration again from from Coach Olsen. and, and I,
1: frustration I, from everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I'm I'm at a loss. You guys probably saw, you know, what I was tweeting at the end of the game there of just like I don't know what to do with these good starts. <laughs> And, and you know they they look good for for ten minutes and then they I mean you can't really disagree with at least I can't disagree with Ben there I mean it was it was a garbage giveaway by Flores and Hamid should have made a save and he didn't and we go down one nil we go into a weather delay we come back we mark no one on a set piece we're down two nil i I mean it's not like New England dominated this game and we got run into the ground but the frustration is just building and building and building of we've won one game and it was like it It was feels like a decade ago. It was before we knew what coronavirus was, right? Yeah.
1: uh, So, and and that's some of the comments is like, how long can we be frustrated for? Um, And you know, a lot of people, I don't know. I feel like Ben does take accountability and that he doesn't try to like blame it on weather or blame it on injuries or anything like that. Like he'll definitely call out when we've like had bad plays. But I, I think it's true that it's it's frustrating because. We do have such good starts, and on paper we do have a very good team. But at what point are we going to start creating chances in the run of play?
3: Well, you know, you talk about injuries, and I don't think Ben was trying to put off the result of in injuries by any means. You know, he was asked a question about some of the injuries, and it does look like we're going to be without Canals and Flores for some time moving forward. Yeah, and you know, this is a team that is already thin across the board. Maybe we're a little bit deeper with our recent moves at uh, at center back, but it's it's still, the cupboard's looking bare, so if we're having more players get down with injuries, that's going to make Bendelson's task that much harder.
0: And the games don't get any easier. I mean, Philly... I, I joked to you guys while we were listening to, to, to Coach Olsen, my my go-to is that every team in this league is bad and we should beat them. I, I think Ben takes a different approach and, and, and thinks a lot of these teams are, are really good, and, and they are definitely better than I give them credit for, but let's be honest, the Union are a good team. We don't match up well against the Union. We haven't for a couple of years, and that's who we play away, if if, if home and away matters right now, on, on Saturday.
3: And that was something we were saying, too, about you know quality of this league and you know, making this team you know fun to watch. DC United is not in a position where we can spend the kind of money on players to just run by everyone and have a superior level of talent and expect to get a better result. It would be wonderful if that was the case, but that's just not what we're going to see on a weekend, week out basis. You,
1: I've said for a long time too, though, like we haven't had somebody on the field who is able to pick this team up when we're scored on, and like you can only blame so much of that on the coach, but. I don't know, you just don't, you can see a lot of times when we get scored on, everyone's shoulders slump and, like, there's a definite drop in play for at least 20 or 30 minutes, like, depending on when the goal is scored. And then usually we pick it back up and have that fire back by the end of the game, but there's nobody on the field who really gives us that oomph. And, like, Wayne Rooney did it for a little bit, but we just just don't have that right now, and I don't think you can blame that on Ben because you really do need, and, you know, he talks about leaders in the locker room and stuff like that all the time but you really need that leader on the field and we just haven't had it
2: do you put that on i mean the guy wearing the the armband wore it before think, wayne
1: you're uh, right i don't think you need to wear an armband to be a leader though i don't uh, think you need to be in the front of the room to be a leader i think that onus is on everybody and anybody on the team can step up and be that
0: yeah i don't know if that lets berm off the hook entirely oh, but i think no, you're that's right, not Sam. what I, yeah, meant. No, I absolutely i i think i think you make a great point that you know anybody can really step up and do that and you know, I think we – here the, the the thing that's, like, probably eats at me the most right now is that this team – I don't think they're quitting. I, I think they've got promise. They're playing hard. They're making mistakes that are costing them games. But it's not, it's not a total train wreck on the field. But you're right. It is. It's missing that passion. It's missing that, like, somebody's got to get in their face who's on the field – and I, I don't know, guys. I mean, does does some of that, and, and this is not necessarily me trying to make an excuse, I'm, I'm trying to understand, is this, we don't know what this season looks like still. I mean, we've only got four more games on the schedule. Obviously, there's a plan to play more. It looks like almost every team is going to make it into the playoffs. We said that, that everybody would make the knockout round in Orlando. But, I, I mean, it's a, it's a tough year to put on paper, and I wonder if that's why there's not a little bit more of a spark in these guys of, There's no sense of urgency right now, and I think that's because we don't know when this season really ends, at least to some extent.
1: You're right, and perhaps that would have been different had we won our first two games of the season, and had we gotten a little bit more results in Orlando, maybe it would feel like there were a little bit more to play for. But, I mean, I I think that's warranted, because especially if you listen back to some of our interviews with the players and some of the interviews that they've done otherwise, they're saying that they don't want to play meaningless games. Like, they want what they're doing to mean something. And if they already kind of feel like they're out a little bit, but they also don't really know what they're out of, I, that that's probably a valid point. It's still not the and, and opinion I'd want my professional soccer players to have because right. it's, it's your job to go out there and win. But I, I I see where you're coming from.
3: And I don't think it's necessarily a question of passion. I mean, it, that's never an issue that we've really seen with the Ben Olson coach team is you know players not wanting to be out there and be involved in the game I think when you have a situation like that, you have players who stop going in hard for tackles, kind of just let people run by them and you really start giving up awful, awful chances. I don't think that we're there yet. I don't want to say that this team has no passion, no, you know, verve for being out there, but there is something missing and it, you have to have some kind of creativity going forward. You have to be enjoying the game. You have to you know, find a way to create, to make something happen. You know, this is not a league where you can just expect to roll out guys and have the result happen. You, you have to earn it and they haven't done it so far.
0: Well, and we were frustrated about, you know, what felt like the lack of offense on Friday night against FC Cincinnati. And tonight, I I don't know that, I don't know that you can say that obviously they didn't score. That's clear. That's unacceptable, but they, they came out of the gate flying and there was a lot more time and, and what felt like quality time in, in the attacking third and I said on, on Friday that they're not clinical and you know tonight on Twitter we were discussing with some listeners like this team can't make their own luck right now and when they do it's bad luck right So yeah. they just they, I, I think I said to you guys during the game like they got to finish one.
3: In the, the run-up run run play. play. Yeah.
0: And, and this could blow wide open. And it's not that I expect a barrage of goals, but just uh, some confidence, right, of like, they can do it. and yeah. And they they just haven't yet. Yeah. yeah they haven't been absolute garbage fire. And I, I think the, a lot of the frustration, at least
2: for the fans, comes from what Josh talks about here in the YouTube chat, is that it's been a downward trajectory for a couple, maybe a couple seasons now. That's what uh, a lot of people are saying I, I, in, in
1: the – Twitter and the Periscope feed too, is that it, it's become a little bit of a pattern in recent years.
2: And so I don't, I don't know. Look, we can, we can step back and look at this team as a whole from that perspective, but I, I want to dwell in like deep dive on, on this game and just look at it from maybe this game and a, a few ones. They, they haven't been blowouts. I mean, they haven't been the best performances up against the best teams in the league, but we just looked at the table, me and John and DC United are now out of the playoffs. They're the bottom three team or they're the third from last team in the East. Above the two expansion teams, which is just not great, but it's a weird season. And And in theory, with a lot of season to go, right? uh, It looks like what they say 18 games is their target, so they should. I mean, we're only like third way through the season. Crazier things have happened in MLS. I, I remember when we were. We were well outside the playoff line, and we climbed back in what 2018 or 2017. Yeah, yeah.
1: when we opened the stadium, where yeah. we brought in
0: and and had,
3: generational player
1: and
0: and had But
3: yeah,
2: you know, oh, that's coming. Messi's Messi's a free agent. Messi
3: <laughs> is available. You know, we took what a full 10 minutes to get into you know Messi to DC talk, so you know,
0: Full credit. Uh, that's just fantasy. Yeah, we're and we're still awaiting uh, Stephen Burnbaum's media availability here uh, live on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. But um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the game. Uh, you can hit. Hit us up using the hashtag tried and true DCU or of course in the uh, YouTube chat. Uh, we've had a few texts come in on the text line already and we'll open it up to calls as soon as we finish up uh, the media availability. But that is on 202-892-6328. Uh, That's 202-892-6DCU um a, a lengthy text what here a paragraph uh, <laughs> wow i i think but it's interesting just to just to start into it because i said this to you guys earlier yet to see flores do anything and, and obviously we our best wishes out to to edison flores and hopefully um it was just a, a bit of a bruise on the head but it didn't look like that it looked quite frightening uh seeing the injury but Yeah, I mean, mean, that's what
1: Ben said, too. He said Flores and Russell, right? We're probably out for Philly.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I I guess one one way to read into that, obviously, is we play Philly on Saturday, and and tonight's obviously Tuesday night, so it would be a quick turn. But, um, yeah, neither of those injuries looked uh, perfectly great. But
2: he he touches on the the conversation we had last time, which is... is is this what DC United want to have a DP? I mean, it's hard to live up to the last one we had, right? We had Wayne Rooney in the last one, and well, you could put Wayne Rooney on a on a dead ball and he'd score a goal for you. I, I don't think Flores is that kind of dead DP. He's supposed to be adding more more of a dynamic attack to the team, and we just haven't seen that yet. So that's frustrating.
1: And that's what someone in the comments is saying too. That when we had Rooney and Acosta, we like that was our probably best chance, right? We definitely had that, but I don't Ooh. think that's necessarily on. Olsen that he lost that team right like Rooney went out for extenuating circumstances and like Acosta threw a hissy fit so I like I would Uh, like to say that's
2: extenuating circumstances as well but I'm in Lucho for Lucho
1: so Lucho threw a hissy fit Uh,
2: Lucho (laughs) didn't get the contract money he wanted from DC United and then he decided to not
1: do his job like a child but um I do think it's frustrating I would like to see I mean we haven't had an out and out like striker who just all he knows how to do is score goals and it's funny because I like I don't prefer those types of strikers but we haven't had one in a while and you well, can see what that kind of striker
3: laughing. do you prefer if you don't prefer one that scores goals no I prefer one that <laughs> scores goals <laughs> but
1: I prefer one that does other things like I hate those cherry picking forwards she's watched leads too much oh, Jesus. how did I get into leads that forward ran around and worked for the team just as much as he stood in the <laughs> but box he didn't
0: score goals that's for sure well but it, so one thing I think we do need to dissect a little Sorry, bit about uh, about tonight's in the league above what what is this uh but (laughs) but about about tonight's performance we talked about it a lot during the game it it was a very different style of play uh for dc united at least how it appeared right of like we've typically been trying to go down the wing and and we're hoping we've got crosses into the box and tonight was a lot more direct it was it was quality passes through balls trying to set up players for success Ola obviously was was had a great ball in by Gressel, uh, delivered we had on a platter. Chances, oh like, for sure they we created definitely had chances. chances tonight, and
1: that's what I said when Ben was talking a little bit. Is I was like, there's a difference between like the product on the field is not always great, but it's also not like Joshua said, it's not been a dumpster fire for 90 minutes like we definitely had our chances we just can't buy a goal right now which is really frustrating instead
2: of dumpster fire you should say chicago fire but they're actually pretty decent Uh, (laughs) no but
1: i mean like we we had the chances right if you look at each game in isolation it's just very frustrating i think it's when you lump them all together that i mean obviously there's a problem that needs to be addressed because you are lumping them all together but i like i don't think we look like the worst team in the league by any means
3: Oh yeah, those first ten minutes. We're close though. You really uh, <laughs> in, ta- in the table t- table wise certainly, but yeah, you look at those first ten minutes and you see a team that is going for it, has opportunities to score. You have a number of chances where you are thinking, yeah, you know, a few inches here, a few inches there, and it's a very different story going into the rest of the game. But we haven't been able to maintain that for a full ninety minutes. Yeah,
2: yeah I was, I was about to say the the, if we played the the way we played the first twenty minutes, the whole ninety, we we score at least three goals from the open play and we win that game but
1: that's that's what i was yeah. going back to Three, is we two. get scored on and then the team gets really down and you know we have a rain delay and nobody yeah. picks the team up and i don't think that's all on olsen or the ownership i think that there's a lot of onus on the people on the field to do that
0: well and and, and new england especially when they went up one nil they had no business even really being in the game at that point mm-hmm. and they had a, a great player make a great play, and that's what you need. You know, I mean, obviously... They also they, had it, some shot. It, oh, it, it, right it, it was a turnover. landed right at speed. I don't even think it was a great play. He uh, just took a chance. Put it on frame and it went mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's right. And
1: Off an error from our player, and nobody... Closed him down, and then an error from the goalie. Like yeah, It wasn't great, but of- it,
0: he took a shot, and that's more than you can say for United for most of this game. And we do have a quick update from the team. Uh, it sounds like Kevin Paredes will be joining uh, us here shortly, uh, not Steve Burnbaum. so we're just waiting for Kevin to, uh, to come to the podium here. Uh, if you've got questions uh, for Kevin, let us know using the hashtag triedandtrueDCU, uh, and as soon as the press conferences wrap up, um, we'll open up the phone lines. Also, uh, joining us around the 11 o'clock hour, so in about 30 minutes or so, uh, Dave Johnson is going to be joining the show tonight, so we're looking forward to that. And, of course, if you've got questions for Dave, um, I-, I personally I- I'm, am very interested in how he is able to keep his composure. I- obviously, this guy has been – uh, with dc united since the very very beginning and y'all
2: john has a dave johnson shirt so I, i'm well, surprised he didn't wear it today i should tweet that <laughs> He's out so yeah. excited I, right.
0: I wore you know the, the the team's obviously getting involved with the uh turn it teal uh initiative for first responders and I, I was fortunate enough to win one of the parley shirts last year um it was weird at first it's almost like a new york city fc color but it's grown on me a little bit. And I thought tonight watching. was the perfect yeah. night uh, to, you know, to, to kind of wear it. Uh, so also that's, that's why I'm wearing this tonight. It is eco-friendly, made Sam. Out of
1: recycled material.
3: <laughs> that, that, that's the shirt that dissolves in water, right? <laughs> no, yes, that's, I, D.C. United's
0: defense.
2: Oh, oh, oh man. man. Sorry, that's a, that's a mute on mic, too, here.
1: <laughs> Joshua said, I want to be roses and butterflies this <laughs> Look, they,
3: it
2: started raining. They, scored, they conceded two goals.
3: <laughs> no, it, it's right on. And, you know, looking back at some of the stats from the game, I was surprised to see that D.C. actually held the ball for 57%, so, you know, almost two-thirds of the game. I was
1: shocked that we had most of the possession yeah it did not feel like we did
3: and yet still got outshot 13 to 12 you know doubled up on shots on goal that was not what you expected from where this game came out and this is what we have been really talking about this entire show is why can't we put this together for a full 90 minutes what does it take to actually make that happen cuz really we didn't see a major tactical shift from New England it wasn't yeah. a substitution that we couldn't handle or a a full on formation shift it, just seemed like the team wasn't able to put it together for the full game and I'm at a loss and it seems like the team's at a loss too
1: so yeah I mean where do we go from here I know we're about to go to press and I'm like hesitant to get into a big conversation about it but like where do we go from here and that's that's a lot of the questions in it is that it has been a little bit of a pattern right so what what do you do to break it
0: well, and it's frustrating that, again, you know, the only the only goal we saw tonight obviously came from from the spot, so still goals in the run of play are a challenge for this team, uh, but it looks like Kevin Paredes has joined us at the podium, so we'll send it live to Kevin Paredes.
5: Some quality chances
4: um, in early in the game, and then also throughout the second half, um, what was the level of frustration not being able to knock one in, uh, aside from the penalty kick, and then having that man advantage at the end and not being able to capitalize?
6: Yeah, it's, for me, I don't know about the other guys, but for me it's quite frustrating. Um, I definitely had chances where I I know two I'm thinking of right now where I can definitely put that in the back of the net and we, we would get the three points, but, you know, things happen. And uh, I know the rest of the guys are frustrated right now. Um, I know everyone had chances, everyone played well, but, you know, things happen in football, but, we just gotta look forward to the next game and put away our chances.
4: Thanks, Kevin. A reminder to raise your hand if you have a question for him. We'll go to Jimena next. Jimena, go ahead.
1: Kevin, how do you consider your connection with Assad on the field? ¿Cómo con Assad en el juego, en el campo?
6: Yeah, me and me and Saad, we're we're close guys, close friends, and um we connect well. Uh sometimes we have miscommunications on the pitch but other than that I think me and Yamil we're we're tight we're solid and we know each other pretty well and we have that creativity that can you know really make an impact in the field
4: great thanks Kevin we'll go to Charlie Bohm next Charlie go ahead could you talk about the uh the formation and what the shape you guys came out in and what you're hoping uh to do with that and what that has asked of you and and how you feel like that's going so far yeah our formation is kind of you know based on how uh
6: how we're going against our opponent and it's all about you know everyone getting the right positions everyone staying focused no matter if you're playing in a different position like myself um i think if everyone did a good job in their position and we just need a couple of pieces. And I think coaches, you know, really getting the formation down and we're all getting the formation. And happy to see that we're, we're learning, we're experiencing some stuff. And yeah, pretty much.
7: Thanks,
4: Kevin. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Jason, go ahead.
5: Uh, hi, Kevin.
0: Uh, you've now played a few games down in Orlando and then this road game, uh, last week in Cincinnati, but this was the first experience playing at home at Audi field without the fans. Um, how was that as an experience overall for you?
6: Yeah, you know, not many kids get this opportunity like myself. So, you know, fans, no fans, I, I make the most out of the opportunity. I'm grateful that the coaches believe in me, uh, the players believe in me and, um, they think I can get the task done. So it gives me extra confidence when I step on the pitch. It'd be nice if we had fans, you know, to cheer us on. But you know, during this circumstance, we're we're doing well. We're keeping up. I'm doing well. So, level headed.
4: Great, thanks, Kevin. I don't see any more questions, so I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That's Kevin Paredes right, joining uh, the media tonight here on Tried and True, the East United Post Game Podcast, presented by Heineken. And, and, and props to Kevin. Obviously, we've we're big fans of Kevin on this show, but. Um, the only player to talk to the media tonight uh, after uh, a tough loss in a, in a tough run of games. Um,
1: he took ownership of that, too. He said, sure I had did. two chances, and if I had put them both away, we'd have three points, which I think is, is really big for a 17-year-old kid in his first start, what, fifth appearance oh. to do. Second start. And looking back on his oh, – Sorry, that's what I meant, second start.
3: And looking back on his two chances, you know, you have had the first one in the first minute, ball a little bit behind him. You would love to see him – that was a tough chance. Get his body turned around, but that's a tough ball to hit. You know, behind your body. The second one, I think we would all like to see him go in with the head and you know try to even just a lighter chest. Yeah, yeah we too. we hit
2: on that. It's just game time. He doesn't have experience, and, and I think it's a little absurd for him to be a little bit. I think it's he's being a little bit harsh of, on himself.
1: I think that that's what you need though, and that's what uh, some people in the comments were saying: is when you need someone to take ownership and bring that like creativity and bring that spark into the team, like. Ke- they, they see that Kevin potentially has that, and obviously, yeah. in, in you know so few games. That I'll he give has. you that, but uh,
2: we have players making a lot more money on this team doing a lot less, and I I think we should. Oh, you're right. Demand them uh, to be. Held accountable before we can demand the seventeen-year-old.
3: Yeah. It's a it's a tough question. Like you said, like you know this is the player who we get a chance to talk to. You know, he's the one answer to the questions. There's only so many ways you can answer it. You, you certainly don't expect a player like him to come out and say, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm just Mario, a kid, kid out here." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I I do don't want to get too down on him for how he answered the question. You
1: know, oh, I'm not trying to get, I'm to, giving him praise. I'm not giving, yeah. I'm not yeah. down on him by any means. I think that was awesome that he
0: took that on himself. I, I'm, I'm frankly a bit surprised that he was the player that took, took media availability tonight, but we do have a question uh, from John on Twitter thoughts on Donovan Pines performance tonight.
2: Uh, I think he's, I think
0: he's done really well.
2: I, gosh, you guys have given me so much crud the past couple of, you know, couple of days. Cause I didn't give a man a match last game because like he, he had a close header to almost score again, and, and he did decent on one on one against Lacadia a few times. And, but he showed that again, and that's what you kind of that's what I need to see from him, and hopefully Ben Olsen needs to see from him to consistently get starts is this consistency of being able to defend one on one because that that's not that's not easy for a new MLS player, especially when so many of the attacking players in this league are are way more valued than defenders, uh, and he's done a good job. I think Pines probably does the start over brilliant tonight. And I'm glad he got it because he, he backed it up.
1: Yeah. And I think towards the end of that game, obviously everyone was really focused on getting another goal and getting at least a point out of this. But I think we had two defensive players in the back line, right? Donovan was one of them. And at one point they took a throw in and it was basically one-on-one against Donovan. And he was able to shut that down. Like, I think he did a lot of defensive work at the end of that game when we really needed him to, to not go down by another goal. And I don't think that will be largely recognized because people are just frustrated. We didn't score. Well, and let's talk
3: about that lineup decision a little bit too, you know, decided to go three at the back, you know, putting Pines and, uh, Birnbaum out there, two guys that we would expect to be playing center back. And then you have Knauss playing at the right center back role, which is, a little bit out of character for him it's not something we've seen him play before for dc united instead of a briant instead of you know our, our new acquisition uh, from columbus kind of an interesting decision there
1: so we have a question right here um it says if we have such good center backs why do we need two defensive midfielders and i don't we think don't. that says anything against our center no, back. That's yeah, right. i think that's just the players that's we a have a great the question
2: bench. i i think ben olsen has played with two defensive midfielders Honestly, as long as I can remember. I mean, Arnaud and Perry Kitchen, two defensive midfielders. Arnaud knew how to play the eight, but he was playing as a defensive midfielder. Uh, and you could probably trace that lineup history all the way up to today. I, I don't so think
0: what do he you needed. do. I mean, do, do you want to keep three at the back and then. I, well, I like. The, I think where the you
2: intention
1: was to be able to press more as a team, and I think you saw that a little bit more at the beginning of the game. You saw that we really were playing with just three, and at, at times they were even pushing, and you saw that in the last game too. But you really need for the entire team to be in their defense and like our offensive third, and we weren't all the time, and that's when it was pushing back, and the outsides were having to come back.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I struggled with that a little bit, Sam, because. I I don't think it was a tactical or a formation problem tonight. I mean, I thought... I mean, nor do I. Right. But, I, I mean, I, I, we had good possession. And, and the goals we gave up were, were... They were bad goals. We shouldn't have given them up. But they weren't a result of we had players out of position. Or we were mismatched. They were poor marking and, and a bad turnover, right? So, I mean, I... There's a part of me that would say I I would I would stay the course. I mean, we we called for change when we were in when we were playing these games in Orlando. Um, We got it with with the lineup we've or at least the formation we've run out the past few nights. I I would I would keep at it, and
1: that's what I touched on before is that like you almost have to look at these games very individually, regardless of everything that's happening in 2020, because we did call for change, and now we are seeing it, and people are mad that what we're not seeing results in the very first two games of this change. Like that's just unrealistic. <sighs> did you want us to remain with the same lineup and just kind of push ahead and try to grind out those results? Like we L- always do. Guy. Or did you want to see that change? Or do you want to see us be able to build into that change?
2: I I, th- I think in this league, you can be relatively successful while changing. And we, we've seen it a couple of times. Uh, rebuilds happen faster than they plan to in this league. I I like the formation. It, it lacked a ten. Uh, Flores was playing as a striker today, and we I hint on that a little bit yesterday, and then I joked that oh no, he's he's good. We'll see him or, or yesterday you or had last. Yeah, Flores year.
0: as a striker in this lineup. Y- yeah,
2: that's where they listed him up there with uh, Kamara, and and that's where I saw him most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I. I, I don't. I mean, know. that's obviously the
0: wrong. I, I guess I'm mostly surprised because that's obviously not where you deploy him. But maybe that's because he's been crap as a ten this year. too. I, I, yeah, I, I think it,
2: maybe it is. Now. Maybe it is. Maybe you do play him on the left side of Kamara, and and then you bring Paul back and you play him on the right side of Kamara, and then yeah, you got to find something at ten. I, I don't know. Well, you we, I mean, we don't have the creative spark in the midfield. I think the lineup shows that we played a flat three mid three midfield, and I, I can't argue against that. It, it looked like. All At least for the first part of the game, Paredes, Moreno, and Felipe had permission to do what they wanted to do in midfield. Or, or we played a D-mid and two center midfields.
3: Yeah, and I agree with you, Sam. I, I appreciate that the coaching staff has decided to make changes, try to make adjustments. And you know, to some extent, our format doesn't really allow itself to really be reflective and say, hey, you know, this is how it's looked over the last couple of games. However... It's a very fine line between, yeah, let's try something else out and see what happens, and still not having success with whatever you're running out. You know, If we get four or five games into the six-game stretch and we're still dropping points, and let's be real, with the teams that we're playing coming up, we could still be looking up the table in a very tough position.
1: Yeah, and it, I think it's... A, a, after four it's games,
3: a, that's... How long do you keep experimenting? Yeah.
1: Oh, and I think it's a a mystery to – or it's a shock to no one that we don't have a deep offensive bench, right? And, like, that's what we just said. That's why we had two defensive midfielders in front of – three center backs right never mind I won't bring it
0: up I, I I know it's coming well listen we're live now on tried and true the DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken we're obviously at a bit of a loss here um we, we'd love to hear your thoughts uh so if you'd like to share them with us give us a call 202-892-6328 that's 202-892-6DCU the phone lines are open uh and joining us here in about 15 minutes or so uh Dave Johnson the voice of DC United uh um, since, since the very beginning, we'll, will be coming on the show and, and, and we're going to ask him, um, sort of where, where we go next with, with this roster, this team at, at this time, because. It, oh, the roster questions. I, here's my, my last question. You talked
2: about a short bench up top. Do you take Quincy Amarokwa back right now? No. Oh I, oh, I, yeah,
0: absolutely. I
1: would. No, I don't. I love
0: Why? some Quincy Amarokwa. Why? Well, first of all, Quincy gives you the – we talked about wanting somebody to the be in strength. people's face and, 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 and on the field as as a coach on the field. Quincy's that guy, right? Quincy's, I don't think
1: he's that guy. I think he was just trying to, like, mess with people. I don't know that he lifted the entire team on his back so much as he was like, I'm going to make a meme out of – Well, he didn't play a whole face. lot.
2: He, so he, he really got buried behind this, Wayne. So, so what on. player would you want? They're like, you're Dave Casper. Where do you get this backup striker?
1: Well, I think it's hard because the entire world Barcelona. right now is like pretty much <laughs> locked down. I, I, on their Sam, signings. you said
2: this last show. At Orlando City just signed a striker from Brazil. Like, its it, transfers are still happening. We're uh, also all mad at our Messi's, European
1: teams for not signing. Messi's right now, about so to. I don't think that you can look at one team and say uh, they made a signing. Wolves and Leicester are two of the three. The flow teams, has shut down.
2: Wolves and Leicester are two of the three teams in the Premier League who haven't made a transfer. This uh, the window is open. Players are moving. That's not an excuse anymore.
0: No, we, I think
1: that's completely legitimate. Players are moving, but not at the rate that they used to, and not at like the big oh. prices that. They used to because oh, well, no one do, knows their budget right now.
0: I mean, I, I think, <laughs> I think the point Joshua was making is these United are in jeopardy of not making the playoffs. When if you have a pulse in MLS, you make the playoffs. So the the window is open. No, and I there there I is funding available. I mean, is there? I, I think we've seen this team make a number of cost cutting moves over over the past few months. You're like right. there has to be money available right. somewhere. And I would assume that we would have uh, seen it by now. I, I don't know if we know that that money
3: is available. You know, certainly you look at it and say, hey, you know, Wayne came in and left came in there for, oh, there's a, there's free, about like,
2: 5 million between Lucho and Wayne, right?
3: There's plenty of salary dollars if they choose to use them, you know, but given the kind of arcane MLS roster setups, you don't really know how much of that they actually have available to put on and I don't necessarily want them to just throw money at the problem and hope that's going to do it I
1: agree and I think John made the point that we just built a stadium you know we just introduced Loudon and we just created them a stadium I think that we're not all privy to DC United's books and I think it's very easy to say you just need Uh, to spend money but I think it's more complicated than that I
2: I think the simple answer uh, kind of beating around the bush and you can use the pandemic as a a, oh man I didn't want to do this this show (laughs) Uh, is that there's no return on investment for good soccer right now. You don't get more stands in the fan. DC United gets more people in the stands when they have a better team. We've seen that because we're in the stands when it's empty against Montreal, and then we're in the stands when it's full in the middle of the summer against LAFC when both teams are undefeated. And there's just no point in having good soccer right now because it doesn't matter. You're going to get the same TV rights money that you would have gotten otherwise.
0: So I think, yeah... 100% 100% agree. And I think we, you know, I was, I was interested in the answer to the question you initially posed, which is if you're going to make a move, who do you bring in? And so I, I do want to go back to that. But but you guys ended up at the place where, yeah, we, we talked about this, you know, before offline. I, I, we have to talk about all the investments this team is making off the field. I mean, obviously, Loudoun United, they're fun to watch. They're They're, they're not getting results. But they're fun to watch. They did obviously get a result uh, just, just over the weekend.
1: Because they, they play the kids, and that's what a lot of people in the comments are saying. They've, they've also brought the kids, kids in, but too. I also, it's, it's I also really don't think playing an entire team of 18-year-olds will get us the result, right? I think right. that we've seen Kevin make a lot of starts, and I think that's proof that Ben will play the kids when they show that they're ready. And I just don't know. You know, Yao has had a lot of great starts. You know, I don't know that he's super ready. Obviously, Moses is in the team right now. You know, Donovan is even still, like, one of the younger kids who's – been brought in from Loudon, and he is also getting the time right now. So I don't think just starting all four of them will be the answer to our prayers.
3: And I do think that that's an investment that pays off long term. You're seeing it a little bit now, like you said, you listed off a number of players who have made their way onto making the 18 or 23 or whatever it is now for the first time. That's <laughs> uh, an investment that will pay off longer term. It's something that number of times we've seen players with the first team that we would love to see get some minutes, but just weren't quite at that level. Having that, that second team, having opportunity to get minutes, you know, grow and develop a little bit and show what you can do there. I think it is going to be a huge asset. It's just not something that pays off immediately. And as fans who are watching game today and seeing us go down to a refs team that we are used to handily beating, which you said the last time we lost to them at home was 2013. That's right. I, it's frustrating to watch other teams come in and beat us because the revs are not in a better situation than we are as far as resources as far as funding.
0: Yeah, so so let's let's turn the question just a bit because I I mean we got to talk about it, right? Are are we okay? And I actually I think I saw you know the bar brava asked asked a, a similar question during the match. Are we okay with? Oh man cutting some weight right now cutting some of the bigger salaries that you know maybe aren't getting it done I Saw that too, yeah. playing the kids and continuing to add to the infrastructure both in the front office off the field and and you just you you get it ready for next year i mean it's it's the thing that you know casual fans never want to see you want to win but but us as 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 dedicated hardcore fans that want to win consistently down the road those are the types of moves that allow that to happen and that's what a
1: lot of the comments are saying is they're kind of like Bring on the new kids and let's just focus on next year.
0: So,
3: you know, play the kids for sure. But the idea of cutting dead weight is one thing. It's a whole different question when you're saying cutting dead weight or, you know, extra salary for what? If you're saying, okay, you know, these players have not panned out and I don't think I'm at that point, especially with the guys we brought in this year, to say it's time to cut bait and as far as the other ones, like I don't actually know that DC United has another player targeted who is going to measure all the improvement on these guys. Like we said, on paper, this team should be better than they are and they're not getting the results that we're hoping for and that we frankly think that they have the quality to get.
1: That's such a good point. And I also think that like say we like I don't know, cut a bunch of our higher players which someone makes the point is like we don't have three DPs, so we're potentially pretty low on the salary um, for the other teams. My goodness, you guys. Well, we're <laughs>
0: laughing because I'm about to hire a new producer over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Anyway, point being that, like, you can play a lot of the kids right now. Look, well, it's two
2: mistakes <laughs> through the whole game. <laughs> you're just like
0: Disunited, you know? Two mistakes and we lose 2-1. You know? <laughs> Sorry, Sam's making a good point No, here. continue. It, we're cracking beers. Yeah, we're trying uh-huh. to hire a new producer. Yeah, uh-huh. Show's falling apart.
1: Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> My point is that Investing in the academy right now, you're not going to see those returns for seven years. So I think that fans need to understand what they're asking for when they just say play the kids, or they just say like put more faith in our academy. Because realistically, we don't have one of the better academies in the league right now, and that's something I would absolutely still pay to play. (laughs) It is still pay to play, and that's ridiculous. And you have a lot of other academies in this league that are not pay to play. So
2: Uh, we watch every week. If if you watch MLS like me and Sam do, where we we catch up your game, you watch. D- DMV players play for other teams. They start for. And they, for they other announced teams. it too. The- Bobby yeah. and Williamson play- played against each other in the D M V, and now are both starting for Portland. Uh, they got demolished the other night, but they've been winning games. They, M- they won They won MLS's that. back. Look, I I yeah. think this goes back into the point I was just making where about the beer this season doesn't matter (laughs) uh you're not getting anything for players in the air for good soccer you're not getting that ticket money or or food money or or whatever so tank for trevor if you if you need to like if you can work your (laughs) (laughs) if you can work your roster to a point where you could have a lot of free space next season that you could sign two new dps or, or, or something funky like that i mean we see other teams turn DPs into t- tan players all the time. I don't think I've ever seen D.C. United
0: be able to work the roster like that. What? Well, because we be don't an... get
1: those special L.A. roles.
0: We, we oh, do no. have a call coming in here to save the show here, hopefully. So let's go ahead and take that. Uh, hey, you're live here on, uh, on Tried and True. Who's calling?
7: Hey, this is uh, Ryan in Columbia, South Carolina.
0: Hey, hey, Ryan. How are you tonight?
7: I'm good. How are you?
0: We're hanging in there. What are, What are your thoughts, Ryan? What, where's your head right now?
7: So I'm kind of past the game, um, but I'm kind of looking at uh, the current roster right now and those core players and kind of the narrative going back to Lane Rooney, Rooney coming in was that he just completely transformed the team, and I don't I don't know how true that is because um, you look at results in 2018. Um, you have a Steve Clark on the roster who Ben Olsen didn't use. And David Osted was back there making blunder after blunder.
2: Yeah, I remember those. And,
7: you know, they were scoring about two, three goals a game. And so this this team should have no problem competing in MLS, even with, you know, your DP not quite on the right page yet. So... That was kind of my thought.
0: Yeah, no, it's an interesting point, Ryan. So, so where do you where do you see the goals coming from on, on this roster as it's constructed today?
7: I mean, Ola Kamara should, is plenty capable of scoring goals in the MLS, and and has been. You know that star striker in MLS,
2: absolutely. And, with, yeah. and in
7: 2018, we were doing it with, um, with Darren Maddox. So uh, that's a big <laughs> upgrade
0: from Maddox. That's true. That's tomorrow. true, and it's an upgrade over Quincy Ameriqua too, Sam, who you brought up earlier. So you brought him up. <laughs> I, did. I did. Yeah. So yeah.
7: I don't know. I don't know what it is because if I look at this team, this 2020 roster on paper, I mean that's far in a way better um, than the 2018 roster. It you know before uh Luchero went off, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, they were scoring goals. You know, two goal drawing Galaxy on the road, drawing uh, LAFC on the road, a four four thriller at Toronto. Like this was a team that that was scoring goals without Wayne Rooney. So, and this is that core group that was doing that. That's when they started to the build. So,
0: yeah, and it's a it's a great point. And, know, and it's is that
7: frustration, but. <laughs> they're, at- They're a quality team. I I don't think they're bad at all.
1: I think we said that a little bit during the game, too. And I think we're at a little bit of that loss as well, as this is a very good team on paper. And it's a little bit almost like they just need to get that first goal in the run of play, and then um, they'll explode, and they will get more goals in the run of play. But it's almost like there's just that block right now, and we just can't come up with those opportunities and we almost don't feel like we're going to get those opportunities and i feel like a broken record but we just need someone on the field who's going to hype this team up and say we're going to get those opportunities
0: yeah thanks so much for the call ryan and uh, of course if you want to share your thoughts with us we're still live with the phone with the phone line open 202-892-6328 i i do wonder though is is ryan makes a great point is that more of a knock on the roster today that DC United has and, and the, and the form that they're in, or is that uh, more of a credit to the league as a whole and where it just, just how quickly uh, the overall quality in MLS is improving? Well, well, first I got to get props to my fellow Sochalian. Uh <laughs> Thanks for
2: calling in. And a lot of people don't realize that for a long time, DC United was the closest state mm-hmm. all the way down to the keys. Like it, DC, or DC United was the closest team for a lot of the. And someone us.
1: asked earlier how long we've all been DC United fans, and I just kind of chatted them. But I was like, some of us for about a decade. Yeah, and yeah. I know that you followed as a kid in South Carolina.
2: So. Yeah, and, but he, he brings up a good point. And, and man, I was just like that when I was in South Carolina. I would look at, sorry, I can't watch this team in person all the time. I would look at the roster and be like, why why? sometimes? And, and I think he brings up a good point. This, this team is better. And I think we hit on it last episode is this team is better on paper than it has been uh, Wayne Rooney aside, for a long time, and it's just not happening right now, and I don't understand.
3: And it's something we've talked about before. You know, to some extent, you know, I don't want to call this a lost season and just say you know throw whatever out there and treat you every game as a scrimmage. That's not really befitting of a, a professional team. But when you talk, about like, that, I'm going
0: to pause you real quick. We have another call coming in on the line here. Hey, you're live on Tried and True. Who's calling? Hey, it is Rich. Hey, Rich. How are you tonight? Uh, You know, <laughs> I've been
7: better. It was a kind of frustrating game. Same. There. <laughs> same. What's on your mind? I'm going to try to be positive, you know, but right. um, I think that the same thing as, as last week. It seems like there's nobody, like, steering the ship when we get into the, into the opponent's other half, so what happens is everybody's so tentative, they pass backwards too much. And it seems like this formation, I mean, to me, I saw, I saw four, four defenders, you know, we had, you know, Pines and burnbomb in the middle. We had Mora and, uh, you know, we had two wing backs. you know, I mean, it seemed the same thing, but we were trying to go forward more for the first 20 minutes. And then it seemed like we lost focus and, And even when we got forward, we didn't have anybody leading the attack saying, you know, where to go. And I think that, uh, you know, if you look at who we got up there to lead to be the vocal leader, it seems like the only guy could be Kamara. You know, I think that he's got to just step
2: up more. It it should be rich, and uh, we we just talked to Ryan, who said who pointed out something that I pointed out to these guys. He's a proven scorer in MLS. He should be leading the line for DC United's offense, pushing that back line. But it doesn't seem like it.
1: But has he done that on other teams, being the one guy who's kind of directing the offense?
2: He he has been the. he I played. mean I
1: know he's the guy scoring, but is he the guy who's like kind of directing usually that you except find for that a little bit of midfield. time
2: where Ibra was with LA Galaxy with him he played it on the left wing there but besides that for Columbus he played the nine and he was supposed to be leading the charge and like Rich said there was there was in the first 20 minutes there was people making runs off the ball and, and DC United seemed to not quite pull the trigger on those passes. they're, they're a little bit risky uh, and you could lose possession and but you could be in on goal. And it seemed like most of the time they would opt for the back pass.
1: But I think that comes from that confidence and kind of going back to what Rich is saying and what we said a little bit in the beginning of the episode is we had that confidence in the first 20 minutes and then we weren't seeing that turnover and then we kind of lost that confidence. We were afraid to make those passes. So I completely agree that we need someone who's making those creative passes and who's really directing the offense and pushing this team forward.
0: Rich, thanks so much uh, for giving us a call. Um, we're gonna throw it to break here in just a second, um, and, and we're gonna go ahead and bring on Dave Johnson, uh, who we're super excited to talk to. Uh, but we'll throw it to commercial break, and we'll be back here in just a second on uh, Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast presented by Heineken. Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Can't listen to us live on YouTube. Find
2: tried and true the DC United post game podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or Pocket Casts the morning after the match.
0: Tried and true the DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken. will be back in less than ninety seconds.
1: Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag tried and true DCU, or text us at
0: 202-892-6328. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds.
2: Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag triedandtrueDCU or email us at triedandtrueDCU at gmail.com.
0: Tried and True, the DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken, will be back in less than 30 seconds
1: thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at tried and true DCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at tried and true DCU.
0: We are back live here on Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast, presented by Heineken, and we're pleased to be joined by the voice of the Black and Red, Dave Johnson. Dave, welcome to the show.
5: Well, uh, thank you. And, and by the way, uh, we got to make a deal right now. You got to have me back again after a win. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the deal because uh, I, I was—I really was pretty confident about a, a, a win tonight. And again, I, you know, and it's—it's uh, it's something I'm going to talk about at WTOP. Uh, tomorrow morning, as I get a shameless plug in for something I'm doing in a few hours, but um, Ola Kämär in our post-game interview uh, was pretty frank about it. You know, it needs to be better in, in finishing uh, opportunities, and he, and he was referring to early in the game. And so, if if he scores early in the game, uh, it, it's a different it's a different story, and it, that that is the story. It, it this game is that we love that drives us crazy is such a um, a fine line. And Ben Olson even said it in his comments um, before this game that, you know, we've got to be a team that, you know, has to value our chances because I, I don't think anybody's kidding themselves that we're a team that's going to avalanche teams with, with chances. So um, I, I thought they had a good 20 minutes to, to start with. Uh, it was the, the first goal was was just unfortunate with Edison Flores. It was just too casual. You just needed to get it out of there, create a turnover, um, and then you know lightning hit. And I forgot what happened after that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was certainly an interesting game tonight, Dave, and obviously your first time back uh, you know for for a live game at at Audi Field uh, since it, it feels like a decade ago. But it was only February. Um, you know one of the questions we have for you obviously to, to switch things a bit off the field but what's a typical day look like for for you guys when you're you're hosting a show uh you're calling the game live at out of field like how soon are you what, what time do you get there and, and what does that what does that look like from your guys perspective you in the know booth? It,
5: it, it's a um you know it's a it's a uh, several day process in terms of obviously uh, you know you're 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 trying to get prepared and etc but in terms of the actual you know, game day um, tonight was a, a seven o'clock game and I'll, I'll get to the stadium about uh, three o'clock and that's that way you can get locked in. And, and we do a, you know, a half hour pregame show that airs on, on DC United.com. And, um, uh, and so we, we really go on the air at, at six 30. So, you know, a lot of it starts at three o'clock and sometimes there's, there's, uh, uh interviews to do ahead of time or pre-production, but, I get there that that may seem, you know, early for a seven o'clock kickoff, but it's amazing how fast time flies when you have things to do and the next, <laughs> you know, uh, you're, you're in a men's room putting your makeup on and, and realizing you should have done it 20 minutes ago. So anyway, uh, and that's full disclosure that I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I look terrible when I'm off camera, but I, I'm made up and, and it's, it's a much better look.
1: Same, Dave, same. Um, (laughs) You've obviously been with the team a little while, too. Can you talk about your history with D.C. United?
5: Yeah, you know, uh, actually, we had Steve Goff on in our our pregame, and, and, uh, um, you know, my time goes back with, with, uh, you know, we used to do at the old home team sports a a weekly um, soccer show to to try to promote soccer uh, in this area, and that's why, you know what what uh, you guys are doing is is so near and dear to my heart and so important that mm-hmm. that 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 we uh, you know why why are other sports you know so entrenched in this country and successful it's because when the game stops uh, people are still talking about it whether it's NFL football they're you know it's uh, they're talking on a monday and a tuesday and and leading up to the game and that's that's why outlets like what you're doing are are so important and, you know that's what we um, we Did back in the day, but but before, um, uh, before the I, you know, DC United started in 1996. But before that, I was doing, you know, at the time, college soccer was the only, you know, really outdoor soccer. There was also something which is now morphed into the United Soccer League, but it was it was called the the uh um, the A League, and I did some of that. And and uh, before that, I did the uh uh major North Soccer League, which was the uh the Baltimore Blast. But see. Now you're sorry you're asking this question because now I'm, I'm I'm boring you to death. No, no we love it. it. <laughs> the, uh, so it's uh, and now it, it makes it sound like I'm 95 years old. So that's, <laughs> that's probably I'm, I'm dating myself too. But the the beauty and something that in all seriousness I'm, I'm quite proud of or, or I'm quite blessed uh, is that that um, uh, uh, I I was you know with DC United uh, from the beginning and also you know another reason why that. that you know this club and this team and this sport is is so important to me. As, as I grow up, grew up as as a uh, as a product of the um, uh, the NASL, the original NASL, with yeah. the, the Washington Diplomats and and a fan of of uh, uh, Johan Cruyff and mm-hmm. and you know the, even before that, the, be, he came in 1990 as one of the the greatest players ever. And, and you know it was it was an important thing um, in my life uh, because. Um, uh, you know, I I'd lost my mom at, to uh, uh, multiple sclerosis, which which sadly is the disease I'm battling now. But but you know the the Washington diplomats and, and NASL soccer was was such a a positive uh, distraction and an outlet for me. And and so um, yeah, you, you know, it's 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 extra special that now um, I was able then later in life to, to connect with the rebirth of of professional outdoor soccer, which uh, has meant so much to me. And and I think it means uh, a lot to a lot of people, DC United, because, uh, yeah, we we get upset about wins and losses, but we have a a great community of of fans. And and it is a, um, you know, we all have challenges in in life. And so, um, you know, having something like DC United and Major League Soccer uh, to support is a is a is a great um passion outlet if you will uh and so i'm i'm very blessed to be a part of that uh,
2: we're so thankful for your contribution to it dave uh as as i prepared for for our talk tonight i, I went back and watched some clips uh, of my favorite moments in dc united history uh, most recently dc or wayne rooney hitting it from halffield and so many others throughout history like do you have a favorite call that you go back on that that uh, ties you into DC United?
5: Well, you know, um, I I think you know there's a I mean the Wayne Rooney thing was was a was a special, you know needless to say I never thought you know give the perspective I just bored you with telling the whole story <laughs> going back to 1996. Um, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought in 1996 we'd have a player of, of you know Wayne Rooney's uh, reputation in Calver. Certainly, we had, you know, uh, Marco Enríquez was a special player, uh, mm-hmm. Jaime Moreno. But in terms of, you know, the reputation that that a Wayne Rooney brought uh, to DC United, you know, I, I think, and I told this to Lewis Neal, the the uh, uh, goal that finally secured us back in the playoffs uh, in 2012 always will be special in in my mind because uh, let's face it, we had such a uh, amazing uh, start to our franchise. And, and when I say amazing, it was not luck. As I visited with Bruce Arena, who's at the game tonight, and it was a lot of hard work from, from the, some of the best people uh, in the game. And and then, you know, we, we kind uh, yeah, we dropped off a little bit, but then we came back and with the period of 2004 through uh, 2007. But then there was that, that period of uh, leading up to finally clinching a playoff spot in 2012 where, uh, you know, I think there was some real anxiety, like, wow, are we gonna are we gonna get back? So that was a that certainly was a special one. But there's you know, there's been so many that I've been blessed to be a part of and, and um see, you're sorry you asked that question because you <laughs> get me going on, on different no, different mo- moment, we, we moments definitely watched goals?
2: that Lewis Neal goal as well. We, it was yeah, a special yeah, moment for us.
5: So then I'll, I'll I'll spend the next two hours talking about this goal and then something to remind me about that goal. So it's, it's, it's been a wild journey and, and with, a, with a lot of fun, that's for sure.
3: You know, Dave, we, we would listen to you talk about soccer or your soccer memories uh, basically ad nauseum. So <laughs> we appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, you've got a distinctive catchphrase that anyone who has listened to a DC United game knows. It's you. It's in the net, in the back of the net. Uh did you ever think that it was it would catch on the way it has? I mean, we've got T-shirts that have that saying on it.
5: You know, uh, I, I really didn't. I also didn't. You know, I, I've also gotten received criticism for it. So uh, oh, I, I wow. didn't think. I didn't think that was was whatever. I, I mean, it was never, it was never meant to be. Uh, I, it was never meant to be. It, it just happened. Um, and it's it's almost like I I, I have a phrase. And when I did the wizards about you know with a three-point shot it's mm-hmm. it's there
4: yeah
5: and you know is is uh is as, as sure as I'm sitting here alone in the parking lot talking to you at 11 <laughs> 10 in the night I you know I never I didn't create that call and in fact people have asked me about that call when did that start and I have no idea and I just but then people started reacting to it and then I did start to notice that I was calling long distance shots more that way and it was funny, It was, it was going back over uh, to try to find the last time we had beaten the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. I'm talking about the Wizards now. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was all the way back in 1999, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And I found a tape of that game, and I, and I heard in that game, I was saying it's there. I said, well, at least I know it went back to 1999, but I really <laughs> don't remember when I first started using that. And with what's in the net, I do remember where that came from, and that did come from when I was doing the Baltimore Blast um and the indoor soccer and, and people did react to it and, and it was a, but it's just a, you know a goal is 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 a is a the the game what makes it such a, a great game is that that it 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 ties us up in knots and there's so many moments of frustration there were so many moments of frustration tonight and so when there is that goal there's just that that great moment of joy
0: well, it's a brilliant call, Dave, and it's one of my favorite t-shirts. Uh, there's a good picture from Yamil Asad's goal and uh, in, in, unfortunately, D.C. Dad's only win of the season that, I, that I'm wearing in the stands, but hey, listen, um, <laughs> we heard uh, a little birdie told us you got to get up at like 3 a.m. or something. Well, for, uh, no, wait. For... Well, now,
5: now see, so you got me talking, so if you want to <laughs> keep going, it's, it's, it's totally your call. It's totally well, your call. I do have to get up at 3 in the morning, but it's totally your call. I don't know how long your show is.
0: Let's, let's hit you with one more, David, and, and we promised you would bring you back, uh, so after a when we'll, we'll get you back on but I, I want to try to end on a positive note here obviously as we said you've been with the team since the very beginning and there's a lot of positives off the field that we've talked about on this show right now like Loudoun United coming into fruition the new training facility the team's obviously built two new stadiums so what would you tell some of our fans that are that are just that are struggling right now to to, to get behind this team and, and and need a little hope to cling on to what's the future well, look like it- for DC United?
5: No, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with that is, is look, when you're not, um, when you're not in first place, when you're, when you're not, uh, rattling off wins, um, uh, you know, there, there, you can start to, to think, well, we, you know, we, I wish we had this or look at, you know, what this team has or, or whatever. I, I think what, what, what needs to be said and is clear is that, that, um, um, D.C. United's commitment, and this is not me talking for the club or the ownership. This is just how I see it. As you just said, Loud United, I, if you would have told me 10 years ago there would be a USL team affiliate, I, I wouldn't have with a stadium. you. I mean, these things don't just happen. I mean, it, it's they're, and they certainly don't happen in, in D.C. The fact that this ownership group was able to get a stadium done in D.C., <laughs> Where it was done—the yeah. confluence, yeah. which I always have to look up and make sure I'm using that word right—Anacostia <laughs> the, the, the and, and Potomac—you uh, got to be kidding me that that's that's where it ends up and that's where they got it done. I mean, people will ask me from other places, "Well, how come the the Washington football team, you know, plays in Landover?" And I said, "Well, you're you're not going to believe the story, but the owner at the time, Jack Cook, with his own money." with his own money, which is not going to happen in the NFL ever again, Mm -hmm. wanted to build a stadium in D.C. and could not get it done. Go all the way back to the 1970s. Abe Poland, one of the finest men I ever know, wanted with his own money to build the arena that the Bullets and Capitals ended up playing in and couldn't do it. And then literally, uh, he wasn't literally dying at the time, but he was um, – it was – are you still there? Yeah. Yep. yeah, Oh, yep. we're here, Dave. Okay, good. No, so, uh, <laughs> we're it's in amazing how many times – no, I, I, my phone just buzzed. It, it was probably my cue to get off the stage. Okay, <laughs> You've got, you got me talking too much here. But but he wanted to build an arena in the city, and again, he had to get it done with his own money, and that almost didn't get done, What is what we now call Capital One Arena. So uh, this is a long way of saying that that this – I still remember Jason Levy and telling me at the 2017 All-Star game uh, we're, we were close on Wayne Rooney, and I, I, it's not that I didn't believe him. I just thought, well, yeah, but that's probably one of those things where there were half a dozen clubs that are going to say that. Well, sure. he showed up the next year. <laughs> you know, it, it would have been great if he stayed longer, but it didn't work out, and it was it was nothing the club did that he he left. It, it was it was a it was a personal thing. So, um, you know, it's always going to be challenged to to win in a, in a league like Major League Soccer with more teams and everybody competing. But I, I think you know we do have a, a situation where uh, there's so many teams that don't have uh, they have nice stadiums, but they don't have the location and they don't have the community that we have. And and uh, you, you know if you look at Kevin Paredes out there, the way he's playing tonight, oh. and Griffin Yell, and Chris Durkin is over in in Belgium for goodness sakes. You know wh- what they're doing is is hard work, and and it's going to continue to pay dividends. Loud United's already. Uh, paying dividends so um you know it's 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 no fun on a on a night that was uh the game lasted 17 hours because it was suspended by lightning and you lost two to one and et cetera, et cetera. but you know I, I truly believe there'll be better days ahead and they, look it wasn't that long ago let's face it in november of 2018 DC united really owned the town it was before um uh, it was, it was, it, I don't want to say I own the town, but, but I mean, it was, it was so hot uh, yeah. and, and, um, it can be that way again. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it, it, you know, it, to see Edison Flores go off on the field tonight, that, that hurt because, you yeah. know, we want him to develop into it. And now, you know, I'm talking to Deb McTavish and I, we're not doctors, but you don't have a good feeling that he's going to be able to play Saturday. So, um, it's, it's going to get better. And, and you know, you cannot deny uh, the, the support of, of the fans of, of this team still, I believe, is the most authentic in all of, of, of Major League Soccer. And, and at least I've always said this. They showed the rest of the league how to do it. And they did it, uh, the D.C. United fans, from the start, brought the atmosphere. Washington, D.C. And, and RFK Stadium was always the place that networks wanted to be. Because we knew how to show it, we knew how to support our, our team, and we still do. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, we're gonna. It's it's not gonna be flying high like it was. Like right? we're not flying high like we were in 2018, but we're working hard to get back there. And, and I think, you know, you have to hang with it because it's 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 even like you look at any sport. Um, the Capitals keep making the playoffs, but their fans are. are, are and I'm a Caps fan. We're frustrated now. Yeah. Um, the the nationals world series story is 19 and 31 last year, you know, Davey Martinez was supposed to get fired, et cetera, et cetera. And I bring these other sports into it because that that's just it. You know, that's why we stay fans and supporters of these teams because we were there when it was not so good. And we're going to hang with it because you, you know, it's not like this club is not trying to sign players. It's not like this club is not trying to develop players. Um, and, you know, it's trying to, to, to be uh, what it always was, uh, a standard of excellence uh, or continue to be a standard of excellence uh, in Major League
4: Soccer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a, a great way to go out. Um, you know, we're live now, and we've got a lot of people in the comments just saying that they have so many great memories of meeting you. I've had the pleasure of meeting you several times. So, you know, you mean so much to the fan base. We wish you and your health, you know, all the best going forward, and we're looking forward to many, many, many more. It's in the Nets in the near and far future. So thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us
5: tonight. Yeah, they better get scoring again because I'll figure out how to say it. <laughs> 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 Well, Boy, listen, we got to de- get – we gotta get that back going again, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And and after the next win, you you you've always got a mic on our show, Dave. So thanks Definitely. so much for joining us. Uh good well, luck country, with the early wake up.
5: No, it's it's coming. Three AM. Tune in to <laughs> WTLP one oh three point five. We're gonna be talking about DC United. We're we're still the one of the only outlets to talk about DC United, uh, because it, it's a great club and and I love each and every one of you who continue to support this and what you're doing. Uh, with this with this podcast is 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 just so important and it, it brings so much joy uh, in my heart and I, I say that sincerely because again I've made my life out of trying to promote and and discuss the game of soccer and and the fact that you're putting the passion and time and blood sweat and tears and to make it happen is is important and, That's why I'm in a parking lot at 11.20 in the night. People are looking at me wondering, should we call the cops? This guy looks a little bit suspicious. He's waving his hands. He looks like he's talking to himself.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Dave. We love everything you do for the black and red and and for the whole community. So thanks for joining us, and and we'll talk to you real soon. Get home safe now.
5: We'll look forward to it. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Dave. (laughs) You know, he, he did tell me before we went on the air that he only had 10 minutes, um, but I think we could have kept him We're for another hour. <laughs> also, I never
1: thought I'd want to cry in this podcast, oh, but Dave Johnson telling me that my what I'm doing means a lot to him, like, trying not to shed a few tears right now, because that's like life goals right there. I think I could just retire and be happy now.
2: I, I don't know. I was thinking the whole time he was talking, like, I, I got to clip this and, and just like pin it to our Twitter, because people, people need to hear this, that this is... Dave Johnson bodies the bright spot of this club. It, yeah. It's he, he's been there the whole time. He's brought us through all the great moments, and, and he's he's bringing us through the the not so great. And, and he really believes, and and he believes, I believe that there's going to be good times ahead for DC United. So everyone that's down in the dumps about these these past few results, and and maybe even the past half a season or so, uh, it, it's not bad to be a DC United supporter. He, yeah.
3: And he's the guy who's seen it from the beginning. He's seen. Yep. You know, four major championships. He's seen us win the equivalent of the Concacaf Champions League. He has seen it all for DC United, uh, and the fact that he's you know still enjoys showing up in every time we got a game ready to call it, excited to watch the black and red play. You know, I think we could all take a lot of perspective from that, and I look forward to hearing him call many more. It's in the nets moving forward.
0: Yeah, and, and to you know, to wrap tonight's show up obviously a, a bit later than we had hoped and and again we appreciate Dave. I, I thought for sure he was at least, you know, making progress towards going home, but it sounds I like know. he could have potentially still been in the of field parking lot, so Probably owe him a drink the next time we see him. But listen, uh, Sam, you usually um, are caught off guard when I do this segment. So hopefully tonight you're prepped for it. We do have to name a man of the match. <laughs>
1: I, I, we talked about it at the end of the game, and then I forgot the whole show long. So maybe come to me last. All right. Literally
0: we'll, we'll, on the board right there. We'll cut. We'll, we'll cut, we'll me, cut Sam you. a little bit of slack. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Last week when I asked for a little bit of time, you guys, yeah, uh, but we like. Yeah, Sam. but you're like, oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> we don't agree with her, but first. we do like it. Yeah, I say <laughs> we, we we never agree with you, but we do like having you on the show. Listen, um, Michael Black, you get to go first man of the match. So the team
3: selected at Ola Kamara and I have a hard time differing with that. Not
0: just because he was the sole goal
3: scorer, he had a couple opportunities where he was really creating at the top. This is one of the better appearances that we've seen from him. You know, went the full game, really thought that he could have had an opportunity to really push us over the top. It's hard when you're choosing a guy in a losing effort. But (laughs) I I do think that Kamara showed us a lot
0: today. I think he, he went 90, right? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, regardless, I just wanted to point out that that's good to see from a health perspective. Obviously, this team's struggling with injuries, but that, that's definitely progress as well. Sorry. Yeah,
3: up. no, and, and you know, for a guy that you're counting on to score goals, to get up there and see it hit the back of the net, uh, it's a good thing, whether it's a penalty or whatever else. And he very well could have put another couple in the back of the net, and let's hope that this is a good sign of things to come.
0: Joshua
2: Morgan. Uh, tonight I'm going to give my man a match to a, a player who I, I think the season goes as he goes. Uh, he pl- played pretty well against Miami and he hit a couple rough spots, uh, but tonight he created some chances and showed real promise in his position. Julian Gressel oh, deserves <laughs> a man <of> a <laughs> match. Hey, uh, look, he, I think he. I think the team goes as he goes. I think the better performances we can get out of Julian Gressel, the better this team will do. And I think the team – played well when he played well today a- every time there was a water break or a thunderstorm you could see him talking to his teammates trying to get him pumped up i i have a hard time giving man of the match to kamar for a-, a pk the same yeah. way i have the hard time get gi- given pines uh, man of the match for for a zero zero draw I- look i uh Russell wasn't great today but i think his that was perform- probably his second best performance. His, his, with United, yeah. Uh, the Miami game aside, I think it was his best performance. He started. Yeah. He, he's doing well in the swing back position. I think the season goes as he goes. Um, and hopefully he will continue to step up.
0: Yeah. I think that's totally fair. And I, and I think that, you know, as, as Sam alluded to earlier, you know, maybe Russell can become that guy in the field. That's getting in players faces. As, as he's with you know, this team longer. You can tell he's angry. I, sure. I, he and needs I, to
1: turn that to his players though. And also like, not only just be angry, but get them motivated. I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, no, this is off, the man in the like, match section, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's one thing about just, like, getting angry with your players, but there's, like, a special characteristic to be able to lift the entire team up when they're all down. And I, w- yeah. I, I mean, yep. I would love to see Russell have that. I haven't necessarily seen it yet, but I think that he did a little bit play that role for Atlanta, it was a little bit easier because, like, they won a lot of the games if he was playing with them, right? So I think it was yeah. obviously easier in that situation. You know, but-
2: and, and maybe the past-time guest on this show and only MLS Cup winner on the roster listens to this and, and starts to implement that a little bit in the style of
0: play or in, in the team. I think you went off the deep end officially now.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Only a he's, 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 he's not wrong. Now. <laughs> he's
0: not. He's not wrong. I, I don't know if Julian listens, but I hope he does. Uh, and we'd certainly have him <laughs> back on the show again at some point. But listen, um, I think the only guy on the roster right now who's known for getting in people's faces is Bill Hamid, and, and the problem is that's not really going to help on the attacking end. Yeah. Uh, right, and he does need to get in his defenses here just a little bit after tonight. Um, it's always hard to give a man of the match uh, after after a loss. It's hard to give a man of the match after you've given up a couple goals. Joshua, I agree with you. It's 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 even more difficult for me to give man of the match to Ola Kamara in this situation, who's had a great game tonight, showing a lot of promise. I- I'm actually going to give it to Donovan Pines again tonight. Um, I was thrilled with what I saw out of him. Um, I think he was, he was the most solid defender by quite a bit tonight, and he's the youngest defender uh, out there. Also by quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so I, I think if anything, you know, and, and obviously Dave put us in a, in, in a very optimistic mood, <laughs> optimistic mood, rather, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future of, of Donovan spending more, getting more minutes out there. It sounds like that's probably part of the game plan right now. And, and he's, he's not making mistakes. He's making critical plays when we have to have them. Um, I, I don't think this team is going to keep giving up multiple goals per game. Um, and, and I think Donovan Pines is going to play a big role in that.
1: Yeah. So first I want to say, um, Rich, who I'm, assuming is the caller that we had on earlier, um, was really kind of agreeing um, with Joshua mostly. Um, you know, he said that it's, it's a little bit hard to give it to Kamara. Um, he did look better, but, um, you know, giving it for a PK is hard. He said Russell did look really good. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to go with his man in the match. I think the only person on the field who played a lot better um, than what you would expect from him is Kevin. And I know it was his second start, but I think that he made some key plays and he continued pushing and there were a lot of runs, you know, that he was making, that it, it just, it was soccer intelligence that we were seeing from him. And I, we obviously saw some mistakes from him. And, but I think that as a 17 year old, it's really big to get in front of media and say like, yeah, I'm should the one who should have carried these adults next to me. So I, I give him a lot of credit for doing yeah, that. And he took the media fans. Exactly. And he took the media appearance. So I, I, I give him so much credit for that. I think that um, we're only going to see better things from him. But what we have seen from him is like jumps and strides from what, you know, we've seen from young players in the past.
2: Just because it's a running bit on the show, taking a cop out during Man of the Match is exemplified by was, taking it from the chat. I
1: didn't oh, take it I'm, from the yeah. chat. I had it in my brain already, and I was just pointing out that someone no, in the no, chat I, agreed I, with me.
0: There's that's a reason what, that w- either Michael or I sit in the middle of you two on this show. I, because it Look, I, ugly. I, I
2: agree with you, and that's why I waited for you. I uh, but I sure, have to that's tease I you. Cut
0: you
1: off. <laughs> I, I think it's also a first in the show that we've all had different Ooh. men of the match, right? I don't think yeah. that's ever happened before. But indicative of the
0: performance, maybe, but...
1: Yeah, you're right. I think that they were all pretty good shouts. For a loss.
0: Well, let's take a quick, quick break as, as we wind down here on Tried and True. Um, Loudoun United, obviously, we alluded to earlier. They're a lot of fun to watch. They were so close. They're up 2-0 in a fun Hartford game. I know we were watching um, Hartford. They played awful, them a million yeah. times this year. Of course, they gave up two goals at the end. They, they've been, that, been playing a hurtful. million games. But they're home uh, on Saturday at Segra Field, their second home game of the year against New York Red Bulls 2. Um, yeah, tickets are available <laughs> to that game, uh, which I, I, I'm still I'm still tempted. At some point, I'm probably going to make it out there, donning the mask and, and socially distancing. It looked it.
1: pretty safe, and we saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that it yeah. was very safe, a lot of people wearing masks. You could see that there was social distancing in the stadium. I,
0: I want to see my man, Amustafa, play. It, it was so oh, cool <laughs> to hear his story. I mean, my dude was <laughs> – <laughs> he he had to take a 24 hour bus ride to a boat to a plane to get over here from his native country Lyon. of Niger to play for Loudon. I young, you love too. it. He's like 19. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I, I they're a fun team to watch. I'm excited to get back out there and and like a good. Breweries in Loudon, which you know speaks my language. Um, <laughs> speaking of local teams returning, the NWSL announced today uh, that they're back in just ten days. Surprise with the fall series, <laughs> but also yeah. not a surprise. <laughs> um, the Spirit are in the Northeast group with uh, Sky Blue and Chicago, so they'll, they'll be playing some games. It sounds like Segra Field is probably going to be the site of those games. Sands, Rose Roseville, yeah, Sands,
1: Sands.
0: U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, essentially but uh,
1: potentially the, Ke- Kelly O'Hara will be making our way over you know that their terms were a little bit yeah. unrealistic we weren't gonna uh, s- I've, give I've, them hatch but
2: I've got it from my spirit sources on Twitter that it will rain the entirety of all those games so we might not actually see the spirit play because apparently that's just <laughs> what happens
0: every time those teams play yeah it, it, but that's of course there. <laughs> that is <laughs> and, um, and obviously most near and dear to our heart uh the black and red are back on Saturday night we've talked about it a little bit earlier away to Philly it's always a tough game. It's always a fun road trip that of course uh, we won't be able to make this year um, which we'll miss uh, but we'll be back here live uh, probably around nine thirty, assuming the weather cooperates. Barring any and, thunderstorms. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows what's going to happen in 2020 um, but we're looking forward to that. Um, we've got some exciting things uh, hopefully on the way for Saturday Night Show. We're not quite ready to announce it yet but Please stay tuned to our, our our social media this week as we'll, we'll be announcing something pretty exciting for an upcoming show which we hope to have ready for Saturday. And
1: where can you find us on that social media?
0: Uh, yeah, you can find us uh, on Twitter at uh, Tried and True DCU on uh, Instagram at Tried and True DCU. Uh, if you've hung out with us all night tonight into the uh, eleven thirty hour. Um, thanks so much for joining us. If you've got feedback for the show, tried and true DCU at gmail.com. Of course, uh, is the email address. Um,
1: Our DMS are open. You can tweet us. We're, we're all ears.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we, we appreciate all the interactions tonight. Some, some great calls. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: some first time callers. Yeah. I love it. After a a loss, I love that people (laughs) stayed up and chatted with us.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think that's it. We're going to send it out with uh, with, with a little bit of boby wine, and we will talk to you guys here in, uh, in just a couple days here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. The bad news
8: is that everyone is a potential victim, but the good news is that everyone is a potential solution the masses to sanitize, keep a social distance and quarantine. Stop the corona. Your hands keep a distance from everyone. Report anything like a simple tomb. Serious fever is a simple tool. Dry cough is a simple tomb. Walk with is a simple tomb. eyes and throat.